Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you give Jesus a resounding clap offering? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If your palms are not feeling any pain then it means that you did not clap hard enough do it again until you say hallelujah praise the name of Jesus lift up your hands unto the Lord Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed. Renewed. Flowing from the grace that I found in Everybody sing with me, Lord, I've come to know, Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me, I see in me will be stripped away, will be stripped away by the power of your love, by the power of your love. Lift your hands to the Lord. Make this your prayer to him. Tell him, hold me close. Hold me close. Let your love surround me. Let your love surround me. Lord, bring me near. Draw me to your side. Please God, please draw me to your side and as I wait, oh yes, as I wait, I will rise up like the eagle and I will soar with you, your spirit leads me on. By the power of your love. Now I want you to sing with me. Lord, unveil my eyes. Lord, unveil my eyes. Let me see you face to face. I want to see your glory. I want to feel your power. Oh, the knowledge of your love. 
as you live in me. Oh, yes, as you live in me. Tell the Lord, Lord, renew my mind. Lord, renew my mind. As your will, as your will unfolds in my life. And living every day. By the power, by the power of your love. And I will soar with you, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on by the power of your love. And I will soar with you, yes I will, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on by the power of your love. And Father, as we draw close to you today, unveil our eyes, renew our minds, Let there be a transformation in our lives through the preaching and the teaching of your word today. Bring direction to us and let us be drawn closer to you by the end of today's service. May the things we hear today help to guide us in the cause of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap. God bless you and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. It's good to see all of you. Yes, 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 you. And I want you to tell your neighbor something good is coming your way today. And you'll be greatly blessed. If you are not blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, the media team has asked me to inform you. That at the end of this year, we are going to have a special program called Just for Laughs. 
just for laughs. Just for laughs. And we are going to show you short clips of church members in church during the preaching of the word of God. <laughs> we are going to show you your face when the word of God is being preached. Those of you who sleep in church. Those of you who yawn so much in church. Those of you who have left your bodies in the church. We will show you short clips of everybody. So they said, I should tell you. So as you are sitting in church this morning, you are on candid camera. <laughs> and December at the end of the year is going to be very wonderful. But I'm going to make an appeal to them. That the times of ignorance they should forget. And they should start capturing from today. Because it's now that I've told you that there's such a program. Oh, I shouldn't have told you. Anyway, so we are watching you closely. Tell the person sitting by you, don't do your things today. Put your hands together for Jesus. The truth is that the weather is very hot. And if you don't control yourself, you will just doze off. But you have to bring yourself and bring your body under subjection. And understand that when the word of God is being preached, it is God trying to get our attention. And you must be on high alert. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you are listening to the president of Ghana, you are not supposed to sleep. And tonight, fellow Ghanaians, We'll be hearing from our president. And I'm praying that we'll hear good news. That will bring encouragement to our hearts. Somebody say, I hear you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me share this testimony with you. It is from one of our brothers in church. He says, four years ago, I applied for a visa to the United States of America. But I was refused. Since then, I've been looking for ways and means to be able to get that visa request approved. Everybody say ways and means. With Ghana's qualification to the World Cup, I decided to use that opportunity to travel to Qatar in November. My intention was to get some travel experience so that when I apply for the U.S. visa again, they will see that I've traveled before. Because it's a well-known fact that if you haven't traveled before, usually they don't take you seriously. You will travel to a lot of places Amen. in the world. Amen. Amen. 
A month ago, another opportunity came that required me to apply for the U.S. visa again. But this time around, it was a smooth experience. I was very surprised that it went so smoothly because the earlier one wasn't easy for me at all. During the interview for this current opportunity, the gentleman who went before me was asked many questions. He had all the travel experiences that a person could have. And I was listening to him for Apo. <laughs> and he answered all questions eloquently. To my surprise, he was denied the visa. I wondered how mine will turn out. But I still trusted God for success. It was finally my turn. And I was asked only four questions. Which I answered to the best of my knowledge. Right there and then. The interviewer told me. That my visa will be delivered via DHL. So I should expect it. Yes, just like that. And he says that last week he got his passport back. And he's been given five years wow. U.S. visa, multiple. He says, I believe strongly that the earlier delay was according to the will of God. Because I was able to achieve so much in my life. Between that period that the earlier visa was denied and now you see what he's explaining is that sometimes when you experience a disappointment you may not understand that it's actually God who is at work that the time is not right for you and there are other things that God has in store for you so don't get angry with God don't stop being a Christian because your expectations have not been met always remind yourself that God makes all things beautiful in his time hallelujah he says by the grace of God I've been given a five year visa and I'm grateful to God for coming through for me he says family let us believe in God's will and his divine timing and God bless Pastor Johnny for all the wonderful teachings of the word of God they helped me to trust God more and to understand his divine purposes this I believe have helped to position me for God's blessings and favor. Can you put your hands together for our brother? Now, the reason why we share these testimonies with you is to encourage you that God is still at work in our lives. And if there's something you're believing God for, don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting. Don't stop holding on to your faith. Because your God with whom all promises are yea and amen, 
will perform that good thing concerning you. I want you to understand that your delays do not necessarily mean that God has denied you. God is still working where your life is concerned. And in due season, you will see his glory in your life. Give Jesus another mighty hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Good. I've been sharing with you about good attitudes we must develop. And today is the last in the series. So I'm believing God to finish up today. And there are 15 good attitudes that I am presenting to you that we must develop. And we've looked at eight of them already. So this is part seven of the good attitudes we must develop. Like I, I, I like to do. I want to run through a few of the things. So let's run through them and whoever is on the projector can help me. Let's look at them. Good attitudes we've considered so far. What's the first good attitude we must develop? Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me now. So it's on the screen. So read it out for me. Number one. Develop the good attitude of diligence and hard work. Now, when we close, please make the changes. It is 15 good attitudes that we must develop. And for each one, it must be develop a good attitude. Then you follow it with a point. What is the second good attitude, please? Develop an attitude of speaking well. Amen. Look, tell your neighbor, please mind your language. Number three. Develop a good attitude of thinking positively. You must not always have a bad mind. You mustn't do that. You need to think positively. You need to believe that God is still interested in you. You have to believe that life is going to get better. You have to believe that things will work out well for you. Don't think negatively. The Bible encourages us that we should think about whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any praise, if there be any virtue, we must think of these things. What is the fourth good attitude we must develop? We must develop a good attitude of being faithful with what is another person. Next one. 
Some of you are not reading. And you are on candid camera. And I'm promising you at the end of the year, I will show you. And as I'm showing you and we are laughing at you, don't be angry. And say that I'm going to my Roman. You will go to your Italy. You are not going anywhere. What is the faith good attitude next? You must develop a good attitude of not blaming others for your own challenges. Do you understand that? Because every time you think it is because of somebody that things are not working well for you. Your grandmother in the village is not having it easy at all. One of your favorite prayers is, Oh God, kill her. And she's not dying too. And she doesn't have any intention of dying now. Because of you. Because God hasn't finished with her. So your grandmother is 85. And God is waiting till she is 105. Before he'll call her home to glory. So if all you are praying is that she should die. Then you have 20 more years of prayers to pray. My friend, look at yourself closely. Examine your life and your decisions carefully. You may discover that it is because of your bad decisions, your bad choices, your bad attitudes, that is why there is no progress in your life. Yesterday, I was at a, a seminar and the theme was raising family altars. And basically, um, the focus of the seminar was to encourage parents to really, you know, institute a culture of family devotion and service of God in their homes. Yeah, and there are two important statements that I made during that seminar. I told the congregation that families are the production lines of our society. Families are the production lines or factories for our society. And that whatever we produce in our families are what societies will become in the coming years. What was I trying to explain? You know, we always complain that society is not what it used to be. That a lot of things have changed. There's a lot of evil 
A lot of vice. Young people do not respect their elders no more. And so on and so forth. And when we talk about these things, we always want to put the blame on the leadership. But I'm submitting to you today that all of us without exception are responsible for the way our country is. Because how our societies are it's a reflection of the kind of people we are churning out from our homes. And these are the people who take up leadership positions. And unfortunately, a lot of parents are leaving the responsibility of the upbringing of their children to their teachers in school. Or they are leaving the upbringing of their children to cartoons. Because from the time the child is a baby, you slot in a cartoon and you put him behind it. That's all he watches from morning till evening. Somebody say, Pastor, you are diring my number. Benedicta, you can't continue to blame your parents for how your life is. You are very much responsible for how your life is playing out. But I have good news for you. Your life is going to turn out beautiful. Because the Bible says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Hallelujah. Number seven. Develop a good attitude of being cheerful and not dissatisfied. Number eight. Develop a good attitude of avoiding constant complaints, murmuring, and grumbling. And you remember that I shared with you the gentleman, uh, the story of a gentleman called Robert who was born with cerebral palsy. But with, with this major challenge, he still could testify that he has everything that he needs to be joyful in this life. Alright, let's move on to number nine. The ninth good attitude that we must develop is that we must develop a good attitude of going out of our way to help others. We must develop a good attitude of going out of our way to help others. 
What are you talking about, Pastor? Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 24, reading from verse 17. It is the story of the account of when Abraham sent his servant called Eliezer to go and look for a wife for his son Isaac. Sometimes before you can marry, you may have to find your own wife or your own husband. There are other times also that somebody may recommend. But please note that when somebody recommends and you take it, it is your choice. Don't come back after five years and say that you led me astray. Because when somebody makes a recommendation, it is your decision whether to accept it or to reject it. Am I saying something very important? So God sent Eliezer to go look for a wife for Isaac, the son of Abraham. Abraham Isaac. And he traveled for a long time, this Eliezer. And he got to a well. He was very tired. He had a lot of camels with him. And he was very thirsty. And his animals were thirsty as well. He was sitting there when a young beautiful lady came to draw water. And this is the story of that encounter. Running over to her, the servant said, Please give me a little drink of water from your jar. Yes, my lord. She answered, Have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. And when she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they've had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. The servant watched her in silence wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Now, hear me. So, Eliezer is thirsty. And he appeals to this young lady that gave me some water to drink. She didn't get angry. Now, go and fetch your own water. How come you are traveling? You don't have your own bucket. <laughs> I am in a hurry. Go and get something to fetch your own. Water. But she didn't do that. She gave him the water to drink. And then she also did something that was very 
intriguing to me. She said to Eliezer, I'm also going to draw water for all your camels. It is important for me to let you know that Abraham was a very rich man and he had a lot of horses he had a lot of donkeys he had a lot of camels and when he sent Eliezer on this journey you can safely assume that he traveled with a lot of camels the second thing I want to draw your attention is to is that camels, they drink a lot of water. They drink a lot of water. So I want you to imagine a lot of camels and a lot of very thirsty camels. Now this young lady, whose name was Rebecca, fetched water for all the camels to drink. Maybe her mother was waiting for her in the house. Or she had other duties or responsibilities at home that she had to carry out. But she went out of her way to help somebody who was even a stranger to her. And the result of all of this was that she ended up becoming the husband of Isaac. And she ended up getting married to a very rich guy. But the beginning of this experience for her was how she went out of her way to help somebody. She went out of her way to be kind to somebody else. I want to say to you, my friend, that you must develop that good attitude of being helpful to people, of being kind to people, and you must try a little kindness and show a little kindness in this life. And when you have an opportunity to be kind to somebody, even if the person is a stranger, the person doesn't come from your hometown, the person is not from your tribe, that's not a problem. Develop this good attitude of being somebody who is kind. Be kind. Be kind to people. Be kind to the people around you. Be kind to the people you meet. Be kind to the people in your community. Be kind to your people in the neighborhood. Go out of your way to be kind to people. Because it may open a door of blessing for you. I remember the story of a young lady. She was a, a, the maid to a couple I know. Now this couple had a visitor from Switzerland. Who came to stay with them for some time. And it was this house help who used to attend to the guy. 
But she did that in a very excellent way. And she went out of her way to make sure that this gentleman was always comfortable. That every time his needs were met. And she didn't know that all the time that she was doing this, the guy was taking notice of her. Before he left to return to Geneva, where he came from, he told this couple that this is your house helps. I like her. What did he say? I like. You like or you know like? He said, I like her. I'm interested in her. They thought he was joking. But there was not even 2% joke. He was very serious. He actually married her. And as I speak to you today, she is living in Geneva with her husband and her children. And it all started because she went out of her way to be helpful to be nice to be kind to somebody else and so I say to you today whenever you have an opportunity to help somebody go out of your way to help the person and you may never know what blessing will come your way as a result of that? Can somebody say a loud amen? Amen. Are you learning something important? Alright. The 10th good attitude you must develop. I'm going to run through the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. I'll give you all four of them so that I'll be left with only two. The 10th good attitude you must develop is you must develop a good attitude of being merciful and gentle. Develop a good attitude of being merciful and gentle. That means you mustn't be harsh. You mustn't be cruel. You mustn't be somebody who is always hard on people. Develop a good attitude of being merciful and gentle. Number 11, I would explain. Number 11, develop a good attitude of being humble. Develop a good attitude of being humble. Do you have that? Number 12. Develop a good attitude of being patient and long suffering. Develop a good attitude of being patient and long-suffering. Number 13. Develop a good attitude of forgiving easily. And walking in love. Develop a good attitude of forgiving easily and walking in love. Number 14. Develop a good attitude of bringing your notebook to church 
and writing down notes. That's number number what? 14. Number 14. Develop a good attitude of bringing your notebook to church and writing down notes. Number 15. Develop a good attitude of bringing your Bible to church anytime you go for service tell the person sitting by you as for this attitude they are by inspiration (laughs) (laughs) but Benedict I haven't asked you anything I haven't asked you (laughs) alright no so the last two they are not included alright okay so I've given you four in a stretch Give them to me. Number 10 was which one? Develop a good attitude of being merciful and gentle. Number 11. Develop a good attitude of being humble. Is that what you have? Alright. Number 12. Develop a good attitude of being patient and long suffering. And then number 13. Develop a good attitude of forgiving easily and walking in love. So that is four in a stretch. I'm very excited. I'm getting closer to the end of the series. I feel good. Alright. Now, all these four points I just gave you, we can glean them from Colossians chapter 3, reading from verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, reading from verse 12 to 14. And we're reading from the New Living Translation. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy. Everybody say, tender-hearted mercy. The next thing, you must clothe yourselves with kindness. Everybody say kindness. And I've already spoken about it under the point number nine where I said you must go out of your way to help people. It means you must be kind to people. Then the next one, humility. Everybody say humility. The next one, gentleness. Everybody say gentleness. And then the next one, patience. Everybody say patience. It continues, make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Tell your neighbor sitting by you, please forgive me. Why? Tell your neighbor, I didn't share that. Whatever I did to hurt you. It wasn't deliberate. Alright. As a person, have you forgiven me? Tell the person, may God bless you. Why? Alright. Remember. It continues. 
The Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Why must you forgive others? Because God has forgiven us. That's the reason why we are supposed to forgive others. Is that what the Bible says? Beautiful. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. Now, one of the things he talks about here is mercy. And then gentleness. So we must develop a good attitude of being merciful and gentle. To be merciful is to show compassion toward an offender or an enemy or another person in your power. That's what it means to be merciful. To show compassion towards anybody who has offended you, anybody who has hurt you, or you must show compassion to your enemy. If you find yourself in a situation where your enemy needs you to do something for him or her. Our default setting is, once it's my enemy, <laughs> I'll go show him here. He will smell pepper with ginger. Plus what else? Which is the same as ginger. Prepre, prepre. Yeah, that was the one I was looking for. So to be merciful is to show compassion to anybody who is offended you, anybody who is your enemy. If you are in a position to do something to help your enemy, you're supposed to show mercy and compassion. And you're supposed to show compassion to anybody who is in your power. Your maid servant is in your power. Your houseboy is in your power. Your employee is in your power. Your students are in your power. Is that not so? Yeah. And to be merciful is to be compassionate to all these people who are in your power. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is a good attitude to develop. To be merciful. To show mercy. And to forgive. Those who offend you. And those who hurt you. And the Bible says we must clothe ourselves with these. That means you must wear them. And so when I see you, and when I meet you, I shouldn't only see the dress you are wearing. 
I shouldn't only see your makeup and your false lashes. Beyond all of that, I must see a certain spirit of compassion and gentleness. Because the opposite of just gentleness is where you are harsh and very hard on people. Especially when you have people in your power. Come on. When you have people in your power. You want to show them what? Where power lies. You know what? What did he say? (laughs) Say show you where power lies. Means to show you ECG. You know, whenever you meet anybody who is less privileged in the society, maybe he stands at the traffic light to clean windscreens. Or she's carrying bullfruit. Bullfruit. And she's screaming on the road. Title, tight, title, tight, title, tight. A year fifty pesos. Now they don't sell those. How much is it? Two cities. Title, tight. A year two city. A year two city. Obi metso bibel. When you meet them on the road, or she's carrying a tray of eggs, when, when you meet them, and say what? How I used to enjoy those things. Very nice. I mean, when I was a student in, 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 in UST, like, when they are traveling on the bus, these were the things we used to buy. And what is you on the bus if somebody stomach things? Glory be to God. It ain't an easy experience at all. Used to buy those things. Now, when you meet these people who sell these, I want you to do something for me. Can you help me? Yeah. Will you do? Will you? Will you do it for me? Anytime you meet anybody who is in a position less privileged to yours, always tell yourself that it could have been me. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Always tell yourself that. That this could have been me. Because if you tell yourself that, you will always have a soft spot for all of these people. That you won't always scream at them. Always shout at them. Because some of these guys, sometimes you are driving in your car, cruising. You've rolled up your windows. And the air condition is blowing nicely. And they are trying to draw your attention. 
they are not minding them. Then they knock on your window. Come and see dressing down. Whenever anything like that happens to you, always tell yourself, it could have been me. And it is true. It could have been you. It could have been me. For who makes you to differ from another? Some of these people, when they were in school, they used to do well in class. But there was nobody to help them to continue their education. And these are the only things they can do to survive. You went to school and you finished because there was somebody there to help you. Or maybe you helped yourself. But even if you helped yourself, it is God who brought certain opportunities your way to be able to help yourself. I'm telling you. So if you have a house help, tell yourself that this house help, I must treat her well. I must be merciful to him. I must be gentle with him. Because I am not going to be here forever. And I have children. I don't know whether I'll be around for long to take care of them. Who knows? Because you may never know that one day your children to survive may have to be house held to somebody else. When you sow the seed of mercy and gentleness, maybe your children will reap from Hallelujah. Amen. And when somebody hurts you, when somebody offends you, Allow the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive and to be merciful and to let go. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's very difficult. How many of you can testify to how somebody did something to any pain you wide? Have you been hurt by somebody before? Those of you who have not lifted your hands, you are all... I won't say what I want to say. <laughs> Naturally in life, people will hurt you and people will offend you. But there's a certain good attitude that you must clothe yourself which is an attitude of being merciful and being gentle. Because God said clearly in his word, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. You will never know when you find yourself in a position where you need somebody to show you mercy. But because you did not sow mercy, you are not likely to reap mercy. And I want to say to you, you see, life eh, is a very interesting thing. And you, none of us knows how life is going to turn around. That's why they say that be kind to the people that you meet on your way up. 
because on your way down you may meet those same people this is psalm 160 verse 7 it is not in the bible it is not in proverbs because if i ask you as somebody you say I, I know, I know. Oh, I've seen it before. I think it is in Proverbs. Uh-huh. I think it is in Ecclesiastes. Uh-huh. It is not in, in Proverbs. Bible, it is not in Ecclesiastes. <laughs> it is not in any of those places. <laughs> so please be merciful and be gentle. Number 11, develop a good attitude of being humble. We must clothe ourselves with humility. You must not think of yourself more highly than you ought. You must not have an overbloated impression of yourself. You must not carry yourself like somebody who thinks you got the whole world on your shoulders. You must be cool. And you must be humble. Hallelujah. Amen. And we must clothe ourselves with humility. Why? Because in James chapter 4 verse 10. It says, and he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, oh, I beg your pardon, verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives Ah, I don't know which version it says. And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 10 of James chapter 4. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. If you want to be lifted up, if you want to be promoted, if you want to be elevated in this life, key is humility. Because God is the one who does the lifting up. And those he lifts up are those who are humble. Are those who humble themselves. No humility. No lifting up. No humility. No progress. No humility. No advancement. And so we must humble ourselves. And don't always want to be seen. Don't always want to be hailed. Don't always want to be acknowledged. What is that? Whenever we meet you, we must address you. Engineer, lawyer, doctor, chief justice, if we make the mistake of not calling you honorable, you will not mind us. Somebody called the pastor. And then when he called, he said, Oh, pastor, good morning. And the pastor hanged up the phone. Then he called again. And then he hung up. <laughs> and was wondering why. Then the next time, when he called, he said, Good morning, Bishop. And the guy said, Good morning. 
You are now talking. You are now talking. You must be humble. There's a story I read when I was in primary school. I've never forgotten that story. It is a story of two birds and a frog. They were very good friends. And they were living in a certain area together. They were buddies. They used to visit each other. And they liked each other. But it so happened that when they were living, there was a famine and all the waters dried up and everybody knows that frogs need water so the birds decided that because of the famine and the drought they were going to fly to another place where things were cooler but as they were going they were worried for their friend the frog because the frog can't fly so they sat down and thought about it how can we go together they were there when the frog said i got it oh i got it he said this is what we are going to do he said you have wings i don't have wings so what we are going to do is to get a little piece of stick one of you should hold one end in your mouth or in your beak. And the other, the other end. Then I will hold the middle part with my very big mouth. And then you fly. And we'll go together to the place you want to go to. And the birds were amazed at the wisdom of the frog. So they got ready. They packed their baggage. They took Gary, Shito, and Pepe. Packed them in a nice Ghana must go bag. And they started flying. As they were flying, the frog was excited. Because for the very first time in its life, it was flying. There was somebody who was walking on the ground who is looking into the air, looking at nature. And then he saw something and he shook his head and rubbed his eyes. And he looked again. Am I seeing what I'm seeing? And he said, I've never seen anything like that before. Two birds with a frog flying what an amazing thing. And then he said, whose idea was this? And then the frog. Shaman couldn't bear the thought that they were flying away without the world knowing that he came up with that good idea. So he opened his mouth to say, it is me. I think you know the end of the story. It is okay if you are not acknowledged for things that you have done. It mustn't be that everything you do, you must be hailed and saluted and, and acknowledged for it. it is part of humility. So whatever good you are supposed to do, do it. If they praise you, praise God. 
If they don't praise you, that one to praise God. And then move on with your life. Put your hands together for Jesus. Then the other ones develop a good attitude of being patient and long-suffering. You must be patient and long-suffering. Look, where God is taking us to, if we are not patient and we rush, we will make serious mistakes. You must understand that when you see the heights which great men have reached and kept, they did not get there by sudden flight. It takes a lot of patience to succeed and to make it in this life. And as a church, we got to be patient. We got to understand that it takes time to build a certain kind of church. It takes time to have your own church building. But we believe that God is going to bless us with our own worship center. Hallelujah. Amen. Till it happens, we got to be patient and we got to be long suffering. I know it is very warm here, but that is where long suffering comes in. Suffer long. Very soon the service will be over. It shouldn't be that after some time, I don't see you. You in church again. And then when I ask you, you say, Pastor, I like you. You are called. <laughs> you are anointed. By your church. It is too hot. Put air conditions there. And I will come. Because every time I come to church, I lose one kilo. It's a blessing. Isn't it a blessing? Yes. And the heat is killing gems <laughs> on your skin, in your hair. Every time you come to church and you are going home, you are not only going with the word of God, you are going with healing. Put your hands together for Jesus. And then the last two, develop a good attitude of doing good. Tell your neighbor, do me good. Galatians 6, 9 to 10. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the charismatic church. Is that what you have in your Bible? Or to those who are Presbyterians, those who are Catholics, those who are Assemblies of Godians, those who are what do you call us? Those who are Restore, Restore. No, he didn't mention any church here. What did he say? Those in the family of faith. That is all believers. That means that you must do good to everybody. Everybody you meet. And especially 
fellow believers. You must do them good. Don't say the person doesn't go to my church. And because of that, he's not my friend. The person is not in my church. So I don't want to have anything to do with him. I don't want to have anything to do with her. When your mind works like that, there's a problem. I wanted to say something else. But I'm learning from my own preaching that I should develop a good attitude of speaking well. Otherwise, there was something I was going to say that wouldn't have been good. So you must do good to everybody you meet. So develop that attitude. And then the last one, develop a good attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving. Second Chronicles 32, 25. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him and he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. Second Chronicles 32 verse 25. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So when it says be thankful in all circumstances it means that you must develop an attitude of being grateful and being thankful. Hezekiah was a king who was greatly blessed. And God helped him greatly. And God was kind to him. But the Bible says he did not respond appropriately. When people are kind to you, when when people help you, when people show you love, the right response must be gratitude and you must be thankful. There are some people when you do things for them, the look on their face is a look of, is that all you could do? Can't you do more? Have you met people like that before? Yeah, even, even beggars on the road who are begging, when you give them something, they look at it and they look at you and they look at it, and they look at you, and they turn away. But they are insulting you in their head. That is that all you can give me? Whatever good is done for you, whatever help is given to you, whatever kindness you receive, whatever good anybody does, you, always remember to be grateful, and always remember to be thankful. In the name of Jesus. Rise up to your feet, we are done. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let us pray, please. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for your word. And thank you for this journey that you've taken us through concerning good attitudes that we must develop in order to progress and advance in this life. I pray, oh God, and ask that these things will continue to ring in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we will put your word into practice, that we will not be hearers only, but will be doers also, so that the word preached will benefit us. May we mix the word with faith, and may we run with it. 
so that our lives will greatly be blessed and will greatly improve. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. Maybe you are here and you've not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. But you need to take this important step. You need to surrender your heart to him. And I want to pray with you. Maybe you are online watching the streaming now. You need Jesus in your life. No Jesus, no life. And without the help of God, nothing will work out well for you. And so you need Jesus. And the good news is you can find him today. And I want to pray with you. And as every head is bowed, and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve him. I will follow him. Oh God, make my life beautiful. Change my life. And let your glory shine on me. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.